everyone and welcome to another episode of Menopause, the good, the bad and the downright sweaty. I'm Diane Danzibrink and with me is my lovely co-host Sophie Claus. Hello everyone. So Soph, we're going to talk a little bit today about mood swings and irritability because it... <laughs> she's laughing already. I'm laughing because... Yes. Because it comes up quite often. When we say to people, what do you want us to talk about? This is something that comes up quite regularly. But you're going to talk to us a little bit about your own experience of mood swings and irritability and how they've sort of been exacerbated by life. Life, the universe and everything over the last few weeks. External pressures. External (laughs) pressures, actually. Absolutely. So, um, shall I start by explaining why? Yes. We Okay. So, um, mood swings and irritability. So, we all know that we're sort of living very fast lives. Anyway, that's before menopause comes along. Um, so, we're all living very fast lives. A lot of people are living with quite a lot of what therapists call background stress Um, and quite often so a little bit of background stress is a good thing because it gets us out of bed in the morning but when background stress gets too high it starts to interfere a little bit too much with our day and with our thinking etc um so add menopause okay that was maybe a freudian slip (laughs) add menopause into that and when menopause comes along, because our brains are so estrogen dependent, essentially, we've got lots and lots of estrogen receptors in the brain and estrogen does lots of jobs in the brain. Um, mood swings and irritability are really not surprising because estrogen helps to support the serotonin levels in the brain. It also helps to support neurogenular. I can't speak today. I'm, my excuse is going to be that it's Sunday. Um, <laughs> <laughs> neurotransmission um, in the brain. So there's there's an awful lot going on. We also know that for some women, for sort of three out of four women, they will experience menopause symptoms. So their, particularly their estrogen levels can fluctuate sometimes quite dramatically. So sort of peaking and troughing sometimes on a daily basis and sadly for some sometimes on an hourly basis. So consequently our moods and our sort of emotions tend to reflect that. And I think when we're having mood swings and we're irritable but we don't understand why that tends to cause anxiety because if something's annoyed you and you're feeling irritable about it you might not feel very happy but at least you know why and if you're feeling happy one minute and sad the next but there's a reason then you can sort of you can understand it But when it's happening and you don't know why it's happening and you have no idea that it's perhaps your oestrogen fluctuations that's causing it, then it can be really stressful and make a lot of people really anxious. Now, you, Soph, you do understand 
because obviously, as we've said many times, you and I are in that state of surgical menopause, which is kind of everything menopause hard and fast. Yes, it's quite, can, All be, can feel quite drastic. Um, so you do understand what's going on. You do understand why perhaps um, at times you've had mood swings, why sometimes you feel irritable. And we've spoken about how things get better for you when you have your new estrogen implant Mm -hmm. and how they tend to run out quite quickly for you because you're so young um and you definitely notice that in your moods oh yes definitely but you're on quite a new implant at the moment aren't you yeah so i had it put in in december december yeah the last week of december yeah so you're on quite a new implant you're only sort of a few weeks in Mm -hmm. but you and I have had lots of conversations over the last couple of weeks where you have definitely noticed change, haven't you? Which yeah. has been external, external pressures that have mm-hmm. caused it. So do you want to talk a little bit about it? Yeah, so the external pressure um, has come on quite quickly and it's uh, quite a serious situation that my partner Stephen and I are dealing with to do with our house that we bought. Um, and my capacity to deal with external pressures... Um, both at home and at work as well actually I, I just don't seem to be able to cope with it I seem to have a very much a fight or flight response yeah. um, and when that happens or I find myself in one of those situations I do become really symptomatic so I don't know whether my body starts gobbling up more oestrogen or, or something because I have the pellet in um, but my feeling of wanting to run away really really kind of comes to the forefront of my mind yeah and I I start to get really really irritable and highly agitated by things like people breathing near me or eating crisps or chewing and it's eating crisps was last weekend wasn't it I remember you telling me but obviously like breathing is very important and I can feel I sit there and you know this can be in any situation in public or at home and there's someone like Darth Vader next to me, or it feels like they're like Darth Vader, um, or they're like munching on a packet of crisps or a granola bar. Okay. And I just start to feel like I just have to get up. So if I'm in a situation where I can leave the room, I do. But that's obviously not I- an ideal way to, to deal with it. You when can't... you're with your family. <laughs> it's like, excuse me. And I'll go hide in the toilet. Um but and it, it's really, really hard because I know deep down that I'm being really unreasonable, but I can't stop the feeling that I'm getting, this really het-up feeling. Um, and also during these times where I notice a bit of a difference in, in my mood, I become really sensitive to other sounds. So it's like I'm hyper-aware of things, right? Um, be it a tap dripping in the kitchen and I'm upstairs in bed, um, or a car in the distance revving its engine, and it'll be like it's the only thing I can hear. Um, and what's quite interesting is Stephen and I popped to the supermarket, which I try to avoid at all costs. I find them unbearable. Um, and we popped to the supermarket and he said at one point he saw me actually covering my ears because really? it was just too loud. And yet when I'm feeling more settled and not as irritable, I'm okay. I still don't like supermarkets. But no, I no I'm with you there. <laughs> I, I'm okay. I can just kind of go around, do my stuff and get out as quick as possible. But when I'm in this kind of state where I feel symptomatic and I can always tell when I'm 
taking so there's some sort of fluctuation and obviously because I have a history of PMDD I would always yes. feel the fluctuations more so yeah um but when I want to just quickly say sorry I know I say this to you every time but so many people have never heard of PMDD so it's a cyclical <laughs> a cyclical um, mood hormone based disorder where a woman with PMDD will have a really strong and sensitive reaction to the normal fluctuations of hormone levels within their body so for me, when I had PMDD, um, I would become suicidal every month and it would come out of nowhere. So I could be having a great day and then next minute, you know, it would be a struggle for people to keep me safe. And then my period would start and within about an hour, I would have clarity, I'd feel better, I'd be back to kind of normal Sophie. Mm. Um, and it was a really tough tough thing to deal with Mm. and that makes managing surgical menopause more difficult because I still have those sensitivities there to any fluctuations yeah and but it is hard like kind of managing your mood and irritability when you are so impacted by people say people snoring we know I'm talking about Stephen (laughs) (laughs) Stephen snoring next to me or just that I'll, I'll wake up in the morning and I will just feel like I don't want anybody near me I feel like I need to be left alone. Um, people will be talking to me, just asking me kind of general things, and I'll just feel really, really harassed by their questions mm. because I just feel so groggy. Mm. And in some ways, just my thoughts also jumbled that I just want to be left alone because mm. in that moment, trying to make a cup of coffee mm. or a cup of tea is really, really difficult mm. because everything's a process. Yeah. And it's just interesting how external pressures have made that so much worse. Mm. Maybe because my sleep has been impacted. I've not slept for a few weeks. Mm. I'm looking at Diane with a slightly crazed, sleep-deprived expression. <laughs> but I, I haven't. It's, it's just one of those things that I just kind of have to get on with, really, at the moment. So I think it's also really important to say that I'm sure... If you've listened back to any of the other podcasts, you've probably heard me talk about fight or flight or the fight, flight, freeze reaction, which is, you know, it's a very natural reaction, comes from our emotional brain. Um, And to some extent, that is regulated by estrogen, you know, sort of. But once estrogen falls, we actually become more reactive So it totally, again, makes sense why you would be feeling like that. So, but having a combination of those and quite rightly with what you're what you're going through, the life experience you're having at the moment, that would quite rightly, you know, sort of raise anxieties and raise concerns. Do you feel that... Do you feel that being where you are with your surgical menopause, do you feel that it's, do you feel you're struggling more to deal with that? Do you feel that being in menopause is having an impact on it? Definitely. I would, I would say that prior to surgical menopause with this situation, I would have felt stressed. Anyone would feel stressed in this situation. Because it's a stressful situation. Mm. It would be odd for you not to feel stressed. But I don't think it would have, would have such a huge impact into kind of, you know, with my anxiety, my mood, my irritability, it's impacting every area of my life. So whenever anyone's been talking to me in the last two weeks, I pretty much want them to leave me alone. Mm. Um, And it impacts driving. Um, I, I feel kind of, 
I sound silly, but when I'm like this, under attack from everybody, like mm-hmm. very, very defensive. Yep. And perhaps because when you are really irritable, you have mood swings, you do spend, well, I, I spend a lot of time apologising mm. and kind of saying sorry for everything. And actually sometimes you shouldn't mm. because sometimes actually somebody deserves to be told or you kind of have to say to somebody, give me five minutes. You've just asked me a hundred things. Yeah. I need time to process. Just mm. back off for a yeah. second. Yeah. Um, but you can then get into this, I think with, menopause your confidence can be impacted and when you're in a bad mood you can then start feeling like you're unlovable or unlikable um and it just can kind of spiral and she's not by the way she's lovely oh, thank you. <laughs> it can kind of then just spiral where you think you have something maybe arranged with a friend and you think well I'm being so irritable I'm not going to see them so I'm going to cancel it and stay at home and then you sit at home mm. thinking oh now they're going to think I hate them and they're going to think I don't like them because mm. I'm kind of it, it's for me I guess it's quite a toxic frame of mind that I go into mm. um so what's in the last particularly the last two or three weeks because you know we've spoken a lot about what's going on etc what have you what have you found just thinking of other people who might be experiencing obviously very different situations but something that's also heightened their anxiety or you know um, exacerbated their mood swings etc what have you found helpful I think it's important to take time for you and that is something that I don't think comes naturally to a lot of women that you feel selfish mm-hmm. if you actually say no actually I need to look after myself yeah but that's okay so at times I've just said to Stephen and the girls in the morning look I've woken up and had a really rough night's sleep so it's not even waking up I've been awake yeah had a rough night I'm feeling really irritable today, so please just give me a bit of space. Mm-hmm. And just having those conversations, making it clear to people around you that actually you just need to be left. You just need some time to breathe. Yep. An opportunity to do breathing exercises. Have and, you have you used that? The yeah. one that? Have you found it helpful? Yeah, I found it really helpful. Good. And also I find during the times where I'm feeling really het up that I completely lay off caffeine and alcohol, yep. I think. And any stimulant yeah my natural thing in those moments where I feel a bit sad is to reach for chocolate and things yeah. like that yeah but I do know deep down now that I, that will just make me feel worse yeah um because I'll get the sugar hit and kind of pick up and then you have to come hour. down the other side I get really hyper mm. I get really really hyper and then mm. I will just plummet mm. so it's kind of trying to protect yourself of looking at what could potentially trigger and make you feel worse during those moments where your mood is a bit on edge um it's easier said than done because you can sometimes say to people, I'm feeling really not great mm. in my mood. I feel a bit low or I feel irritable. And sometimes people do just press those buttons. Mm. I'm sure we've all done it at some stage. Mm. Um, but it is just about taking care of yourself and learning to say no as well. Yeah, actually, the power it's, it's okay. of no. Yeah, it's okay to turn around and say, actually, today I just need, I just need to be left. Absolutely. Or I don't actually feel up to that today. It's just too much and I think sort of if you look at it from the from the other perspective I think it can be really helpful for the people that you're around so we're generally talking family for you to actually set the sort of set it out what works for you Mm. rather than because I think quite often it's quite difficult for them to know oh I don't know what to do but I'll do something and then it's the wrong thing and you know sort of then that doesn't go well I think it's really helpful for 
in this case you that you say to the people who are closest to you mm-hmm. just give me a bit of space just give me a bit of time I'm I think feeling talking communicating like it's, it's just saying kind of, just I actually I always we sit down and I'll just we'll have chats about certain things so yeah. um we're a very open household in that respect yeah and just to kind of say actually at the moment I feel like I'm going through a bit of a, a dip I'm not yeah. feeling myself um and talking to them about what may help in those situations so mm. before Christmas you probably remember Stephen and I went through a really really difficult time mm. probably the most difficult time in our relationship and we got into a really bad cycle of I was being really really irritable because I didn't have my pellet yeah and Prior, it, previously in our relationship, Stephen never re- really reacted to that. But because of the pressures of our house and things, he was reacting. And we were just constantly clashing. Yeah. And then a couple of days later, the same thing would happen and it would just keep going round and round and round. Mm. And I just said to him, look, when I am being highly irritable, and I can be horrible, I can be really utterly quite nasty, um, not swearing or anything like that, but I can just be really short and sarcastic and just quite a difficult person to be around... Um, I'll just say to him, if I'm being like that, as hard as it is for you in those moments to probably bite your tongue, I said, if you give me two or three minutes just to kind of just leave me. Yeah. I said, nine nine times out of ten, you'll notice that I'll come through and just kind of be like, I'm sorry, I was a bit short Mm, with you. Yeah. I said, but if you start going back at me, I will just come straight back at and it will just blow up. Um, And also it's kind of making it clear to Stephen and the girls that if I'm crying or locking myself away because I do just need space to think, that it's nothing to do with them. Mm. Sometimes it is. Like, mm-hmm. if I've said to tidy your room mm-hmm. five times or Stephen recently had a hissy fit because I interrupted a FIFA game. And Anyway, I won't get started on that. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's still not a good thing. Um, but of just kind of all having those communications that actually sometimes I may kind of raise my voice mm. or say something I don't mean. But if you give me that opportunity to think about it. Yeah, so, yeah, I mean, I think the most key things there are the power of pausing. Yes. So the power of taking five, whether that's five minutes or five hours, the power of pausing and having some thinking time. So it's getting from a place where you're not reacting, but you're responding. Mm -hmm. And we react from the emotional brain we respond from the rational brain but you have to be able to have the time to engage the rational brain before you make the response so it's the power of pausing and i think once people start to recognize how what a useful strategy that can be then they kind of come on board with it i'm sure your family have started to recognize that mm-hmm. when you say you need time they give it to you it's a much better outcome yeah so the power of pause the power of no is also really useful learning when to say no when to prioritize you when to self-care absolutely key and also actually actively seeking out to do something grounding for yourself so for you you've used the breathing exercise that we went through a couple of podcasts ago Um, but any kind of grounding exercise so there's all sorts of things that you can do Um, some people will actually it's absolutely lashing with rain today so we wouldn't (laughs) do it but some people will literally take their take their shoes off and go and stand out on the grass 
out you know sort of out in the garden so that they can really truly feel the ground beneath their feet and they'll stand for five minutes close their eyes engage in their breathing for other people it's about actually physically touching touching things so actually grabbing hold of five different surfaces something cold something warm something spiny something soft etc so it's a lots of different ways of grounding so it's about finding something that works for you a so song some... as well i've yeah. found that sometimes yep. if in that kind of frame of mind putting on a song that makes you really happy makes that you holds a happy, happy memories yep. can just kind of really help bring you back yeah back to kind of a calm place yeah just simple things that can bring you back to a calm space but the most important thing is not having that verbal interaction while you're still in that heightened state of anxiety, irritability, etc. Because that's when we say things that we don't really mean. And learning to not beat yourself up about it. Absolutely. And actually menopause, no menopause, people have moments where they, they can be irritable and moody and have mood swings where your family look at you and think what on earth is going on. But actually everybody has that. Yeah, because, you know, as we said, life's fast there's a lot of incoming for most of us life is quite complex um it's probably more complex than it should be for most people you know we've all probably got far too much going on trying to achieve far too many things except trying to fit too much during to and we're never fitting stuff into 24 hours a day most we're probably into 12 or 14 hours a day something Mm -hmm. like that so there's an awful lot to do there's a lot of pressure on people um so even ignore menopause ignore you know kind of any outside influences it's definitely about prioritizing some self-care to look after yourself if you're then adding in outside influences and you're adding in menopause it just becomes even more important so whether that's a bit of yoga practice and it can be like 10 or 15 minutes it doesn't have to be an hour's class you know 10 or 15 minutes yoga whether it's taking the dog for a walk um anything that just gives you a bit of headspace is is absolutely key just reminded me actually that's one thing i have done in the last few weeks is every time i've got to that point i've gone into the garage where we have this exercise bike and we actually have classes on there but the woman's voice drives me mad so i turn her off Mm. (laughs) put my music on really loud and just go full pelt on this bike Mm. and to the point where recently I was effing and jeffing <laughs> about the house problems and going at such speed that I quite dramatically fell off the bike and got my foot <laughs> caught in the pedal. Oh, no. But it, it, made, it actually made me laugh. It did kind of hurt. Um, but that is a really good thing. Like to go for a massive, quick power walk and just see, look pound at that. the pavement. See, look at that, though. You're doing something really productive. Yeah, with it. my neighbours probably think I'm absolutely loopy. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what they think. You're doing something really productive. So yeah. you're doing two things. You're helping your physical health, but you're also helping your mental health. So that's got to be good. That's a good yeah. note to end on, honey. I definitely recommend that. That's not the falling off part. <laughs> <laughs> if you'd like to contact us, you can reach us on hellomenopausepodcast at hotmail.com. Or you can find Diane on... Uh, menopausesupport.co.uk, um, the private community group on Facebook is the Menopause Support Network. If you would like to tell us what you'd like Sophie and I to focus on in a future episode, 
you can drop us a message at Instagram. Yep, the Menopause Podcast yep. on Instagram. Um, yeah. Brilliant. Take care, everyone. Next time. Bye.